So I'm sure it'll come as no surprise to you, but people are full of contradictions and irrationalities. Yet, ironically, none of us like to think that we are like that. Sure, we believe other people are like it, but not us. Instead, we prefer to think of ourselves as consistent and dependable. We hate it when we're shown to be inconsistent, especially in front of others. It undermines our perception of ourselves. Of course, in reality, we're no different to anybody else. Still, that perception is a powerful psychological bias that sales and marketing people have been using for decades to nudge us towards purchasing through something called the escalation of commitment. Heck, I use it myself in my conversion rate optimization work. However, it's also a trait that we must consider when working with our stakeholders because the commitment bias can work either for us or against us. The commitment bias means that stakeholders don't like to be seen as inconsistent or indecisive, especially in public. And this means that when a stakeholder expresses an opinion in a meeting, they're going to be very reluctant to change their mind, even if you present them with a compelling case to the contrary. And that's one of the reasons why I recommended in a previous episode that you divide and conquer. If you speak to stakeholders privately, they're less likely to feel obliged to stick to their position. However, that's not the only action you should take to avoid commitment bias working against you. I'd also recommend that you attempt to preempt stakeholders' objections before they say them. If you've ever presented to a group of stakeholders, you know that feeling where you hope against hope they won't raise a particular thing. You've got a sneaking suspicion that they'll have a problem with something you're presenting, so you cross your fingers and hope they don't mention it. But this is the worst possible thing you could do because if they do raise it, it's going to be tough to change their minds because of the commitment bias. Instead, you should raise and address the issue yourself. By raising it yourself, you avoid stakeholders publicly associating themselves with the objection, allowing them to remain quiet if they're convinced by your argument, thereby avoiding being seen as indecisive. Not that commitment bias is always bad. There's also some ways we can take advantage of it. When I talked about getting stakeholders to commit to policies up front, this partly works because of the commitment bias. If they agree to a policy in the abstract, they're less likely to reject it when it negatively impacts them. The same is true for design principles. If you can get stakeholders to agree to design principles, you can remind them of that commitment when they want to do something that undermines them later. The commitment bias is also why I tend to involve stakeholders in the creation process. I get them brainstorming, mood boarding, and even wireframing because the more I involve them, the more invested they become in the approach and the less likely they are to reject it later. The fact that involving them also educates them is a bonus. Many underestimate the importance of psychology in our work, and the commitment bias is a great example of that. Understanding the power of consistency can significantly impact our work. And by proactively dividing and conquering, addressing objections, and involving stakeholders in the decision-making process, we can navigate the challenges and leverage the advantages of the commitment bias. Take the time to learn about how people behave and a bit about psychology. I promise that it will impact literally everything you do in your job.